on it. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, hour one of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, your host for this Sunday chat show, but I am not alone. Autumn Fisher is with us. Say hello, Autumn. Hello, Autumn. And the most handsomest producer in all of producery, there he is, Jared Yamamoto. What's up, guys? And nursing a slight hangover, but he's a pro, English Nick. Good morning. All right. Or good afternoon, I should say. A lot has happened this week, and as a matter of fact, I was sick last week, so we did kind of a replay, and I wasn't able to talk about at all the fact that David, we lost David Bowie uh-huh. in the interim. And uh, look, I'm not going to... Everything... You can't say enough about how... What a great artist David Bowie was. So I won't try to go and kind of heap on there. It's all been said. He was a great artist. But I'll tell you this one thing that annoyed me. I was driving around. It was the day after Bowie died. And I'm listening to my favorite radio station, WSB. Mm-hmm. And I listen on the FM band, but it's also available on 750, your AM band. And uh, Sean Hannity's on. And it's the day after Bowie dies. And he has to take the time to say, oh, you know, I was never really into Bowie. He's kind of weird and... You know what? Whatever happened to that conservative Christian idea of, you know what, if you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. When Sean Hannity said he wasn't into David Bowie, my first thought was, oh yeah, he's no Lee Greenwood. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I would say to Sean Hannity, okay? Here, let, me, let me tell you something, Sean Hannity, if you're listening, which you're probably not. But you'll hear about this because radio has listeners who will narc on you. Ooh, I'm going to go tell on this host because he said something about the other host. Here's my message to Sean Hannity. This is something I know. In a hundred years, people will still be listening to David Bowie's music. In a hundred years, you'll be less than a half a footnote in political history, Sean Hannity. So that's my tirade on that. And what I say to the good listeners of WSB, send your cards and letters to Eric Von Hessler, care of WSB Radio. And I suggest your opening line is, who the hell does this guy think he is? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Now, on Sundays, we catch up on the headlines of the week, so it's time for... Headlines of the week. Told ya. Jared Yamamoto, you handsome producer, you. Yeah, and look. We got a new condo, you know, and I don't even want to get into the things that are going to go on there. But uh, congratulations on uh, finally moving out of your parents' home. Anyway, go ahead. What are the headlines? Thanks, guys. And we all showed up to work today. So relating to this first story here, that means we were not the Powerball jackpot winners over here. So So how many? Three won the Powerball. So you split, what, $1.6 billion? $1.6 billion. It's the largest Powerball jackpot in history right there. U.S. history. You say that, but there's one couple. I think the couple from California. So one was sold in California, one was sold in Tennessee, and the other one, I think, Florida. Yes, that's right. Um, I think it's the California couple said, no, we're going to go back to work on Monday, and we're going to... Which, Very admirable of them. Well, unless I thought, what are you, a racist? Because Monday is the MLK Day. But I think <laughs> what they meant was, in general... That was their point. They're like, oh, we're working Monday. What horrible people to win this Powerball, I thought. So, uh, I, come on, that's ridiculous. And they, I, that is, there's nothing wrong with wanting to work. And, and I, they had a point in there, which was, well, what are we going to do? Just sit down and we'll just die if we don't... But you know what? Have some imagination. You could do other work. You could start your own business. You could go in the garage and try to invent something. You, if I won that much money, the way that I would be, I think I would say, everyone leave me alone. I'm going to try to learn how to play the piano for the next six months. Leave me, I, mean, I would live a life full of wonder, curiosity, <laughs> helping others. But that, even saying that, 
gets me into the wrong mode and is the reason why I didn't buy one Powerball ticket during the whole run-up, and I never will because my personal thing is I've never won anything in my life, and I don't expect to win money, but... Years ago, there was a large, it wasn't called Powerball at the time, but there was a large lottery in the late 80s or early 90s. And I remember kind of, it's one thing to sit around and, and, and say, what, what did you do if you had the money, you know? But the problem with the Powerball is we all start to kind of believe that we might win. And oh, I, yeah. noticed, I noticed in the late 90s on one of these things, I was kind of dejected when we didn't win. Mm. And after that, I thought... That's ridiculous. I'm never doing that again. When the odds are 200 or 300 million to one, and you're dejected because so you, you didn't, didn't buy win. a ticket, I did not buy a ticket. No what? sir. Why would I buy a ticket? You know what? I didn't. I didn't buy a ticket, and you did buy a ticket, and all that means is that I'm 20 or 30 dollars richer than you are today because <laughs> <laughs> we both didn't win. So it's it's two dollars. Oh, that's all you put in, just one. Usually yeah, I just bought one thing. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Why not? I'll try it out. It's one point six billion dollars. Yeah. If I win, I win. If not, I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on but it. But I way. mean, yeah. So some people do, and even if you spent twenty dollars, it's ridiculous. Now, if it's a fun thing for you, but what I say is, people have fun talking about what they would do if they won the money. But in reality, there's that thing inside of you that says, "What if?" And then you start hoping for mm-hmm. it. And guess what? Just like everyone else, you didn't get a golden ticket. And then now you're gonna. F- so I, I had no letdown. I had no letdown when the numbers were put out there because before the numbers were pulled, I knew that I didn't win. Therefore, that puts me ahead, I think. So, next story. All right. So, despite the Powerball being so high, you know, Wall Street did not have a good week this week. Wall Street's uh, collapsing. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this, Eric. Well, I mean, the the oil is down in the 20s now. Yeah, it's super low. You go back, what was it, not even just seven, eight, nine months ago, it was 70 or 80. Uh, Last year, it was over 100. And... Look, I'm not an economist, which means that you should listen to me on the economy. <laughs> it's like, I have clarity, <laughs> so I'm not an economist. Economists are on one hand, and the other hand, I actually look at the... I don't know. I can't put my finger on exactly, exactly what's wrong, but number one, because of all of the things that the Fed has been doing for so long, it's not real. It's not real. Like supply and demand and the real world. They raised the interest rates too earlier in December. They ra- but yeah, for the first time in eight years or something, they had them artificially low for so long so that we, we wouldn't have to take our medicine. And so I feel like because of that, when you look at the stock market, you don't even know what's real and what's not real. Because when the Fed has come in and said, no, we're not going to allow gravity to take place for eight years, then how are we to know where things are ever going to properly land? But this one in particular... With oil going down like this, here's my fear, and I'm not an economist, and this is, this is a mysterious thing. It's very difficult to understand, this concept of deflation, which is very, very horrible. And it seems to be happening on the world stage. But with deflation, prices keep falling, and then people still don't buy because they think, if I wait a week, the price will be lower. And it becomes the spiral where everything just keeps going down and down and down. And when I look at oil and the collapse of China, I wonder, are we going to go into this sort of deflationary spin, which is really, really kind of a frightening thing, where people are actually not buying goods that are lower than they've ever been, and things just take a race to the... To the basement. Well, and we, and we have Don't seen... ask me to explain any more than that, because deflation is difficult to understand <laughs> if you are a, a Nobel 
laureate. Well, we've seen years of you know gradual increases since I guess the the crash in two thousand eight. So maybe this is what happens with the stock market, right? It's going to go down. It's going to have you know. But there's a sickness in there. My point is, we don't know exactly what it is because the stock market has been artificial for so long. That, you know, I don't mind the Fed coming in when we had the major crash to keep everything, you know, yeah, we had to do something to put a stop on, thi- on, on things. But to keep it going for eight years, I think it's going to take us a long time to figure out what's real and what's not real about the stock market. So it's hard to even respond beyond the fact of saying, hey, just don't open up your 401k statements for a while because you're going to be depressed. Next story. So Iran has been big in the news cycle this week. Not only did they capture uh, they captured 10 U.S. soldiers and released them yeah. on uh, Tuesday earlier this week. Yeah, a catch and release program like fish. But get this. Though, so the international community has lifted almost all of their sanctions against well, Iran. This so. is why they let the people go so quickly. They knew that the the go date was was it yesterday or today? Yes, what, yesterday and was basically the implementation of the treaty or agreement that was signed between the United States, five other powers, and Iran went into place because the International Atomic Energy Agency said they're doing what they're supposed to do. And what that means is a hundred to hundred fifty billion dollars was coming their way, so they had every incentive to not oh. turn this into a huge thing. But here's the thing: they still didn't do it within the bounds of Geneva Accords. They still tweaked our nose about it, and it's really something to watch John Kerry thank the Iranians for being so wonderful. Do you have that? Do you have him? I want to thank the Iranian authorities for their cooperation. Yeah, get that off of here. We want to thank the Iranian authorities for breaking the Geneva Accords, which say that you do not use the surrender of soldiers or troops or anybody in that kind of situation for propaganda purposes, which is exactly what they did. There was nothing wrong with them filming or videotaping the situation for their own records, but once they released it to Iranian state press, then that was against the Geneva Accords. You're not supposed to do that. So we're not supposed to see our fighting men on their knees. Also, there's something weird going on here. How this whole thing came about is quite strange. And you've got this one guy, 27-year-old, who uh, apologized on state television in Iran. And then we come on and thank them. Yeah, we, we come did. on, and, and John Kerry thanks them. But you know what? This is America is getting exactly what it deserves. I hate to say this, conservatives. This is on us for not fielding candidates and winning elections because Barack Obama. Here's Eric von Hessler, who has a long memory in politics. Barack Obama said in a primary debate with Hillary Clinton in 2008, "Yeah, I talked to Iran." So he's just doing what he said he would do. So it was it's on conservatives for not keeping not not putting up better candidates and supporting them. Obama isn't doing anything here that he didn't say he was going to do. So my question for you, Eric, then is why are we going to such lengths to please them? It feels like we're like we're we're trying to make this deal happen no matter what. Because Obama sees it as part of his legacy and he thinks he wants to go down in history as a big peacemaker. I don't think in history it's going to be seen as a big peacemaking thing. In 15 years when they've got an atomic, you know, a, a weapon, I don't think it's going to be seen as all that effective. You know, Bill Clinton, <coughs> excuse me, had one of these agreements in the mid-90s with North Korea. Right. And, and they came Look back, at now. peace in our time, you know, we've gotten, we've got, we're going to give them some food, they're not going to do nuclear weapons anymore. So we've been, th- we've been through this before, and Iran knows it. That's why Iran knows that they had to let these people go, and they let those hostages go, because they wanted that $150 billion. But they also knew that they could punch us in the nose on the way out and make us bleed and humiliate us a little bit. They did. Because they know Obama wants that 
uh, deal. So it's it's not a good negotiating thing. So, and it was on the night of the State of the Union, too. So I don't yeah. know if that was like some kind of publicity stunt to get people to watch the State of the Union. No, 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 no. If anything, they wanted to do it the day of the State of the Union just to, you know, just to punch Obama a little bit and, and basically make him talk about it smartly. He didn't talk about it. All right, we got to take a break. But when we return, we're going to try to squeeze in another headline or two on this Sunday chat show. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. WSB's Kirk Mellis is predicting a high around 49. That translates to a 4 on the Mellis meter. It's a weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's English Nick. That's Autumn Fisher. And that right there is Jared Yamamoto. And, you know, I want to say we were talking about... I didn't even watch the State of the Union. I don't blame you. I don't, you know, I'm so bored. I know most conservatives are just so angry at Obama and shaking their fists. He just bores the hell out of me. And I had no interest in watching a speech that I knew was just going to be full of just... It's all bromides. It's all political nonsense. There's no... Why am I going to sit for an hour and a half and watch this nonsense that's not even real? I can't even get angry about it because it's also calculated and boring. It's his final one, right? Yeah, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. It's his final one. I'm sick tired of him. I was like, can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> On to the next one. I'm so tired of being lectured by this guy about what, how I should think. He's so smart. He knows he's so much smarter than anyone else. And there was an idiotic moment of the Republican debate where Chris Christie said, and when I'm president, we're going to kick his butt out of the White House. It's like, you know, do you know that Lee, he, no, he just kind of has to leave the White House. Like, do, yeah, you're not you know, really doing anything. Yeah, Saturday Live did a good job with this last night where the, the moderator kept saying, well, you know, he just, he has to leave. And Chris Christie, the guy played Chris Christie's like, yeah, because I'm going to kick his butt out of there. What is wrong with you? Uh, we live in weird times, you uh-huh. know? I'm looking at these Republican debates. Marco Rubio is cleaning the floor with everybody, and you've got Republicans in Iowa like, well, he's not good enough on God. He might be a Catholic. I don't know what he is. And, uh, oh, the gang of hate. Uh, us Republicans, we're just never going to get over immigration. Here's another thing about the Republican debate. Sorry to go ranty-ranty on you. The, um, um, Ted Cruz, who is a smart guy, who I, I believe... He's not my first choice, but I could see a scenario where he would be a decent president. But if they don't get off the gay marriage thing, Republicans, I'm your mirror. Look at me. I'm trying to save you. There will never be a time where a president turns back the clock and gays who are married are no longer married. Swallow it. Take a big gulp. Let it hurt for 48 hours and move on. Stop talking about it. If you think it makes God mad, then go to church and talk to people about it. Pray about it. But it's, it's, it's over as a political issue. It's over. You can be mad at me, but I'm trying to wake you up and say, do you want the White House? Do you want a chance at lower taxes? Do you want a chance that America rebuilds its military and stops apologizing to the world? You want all those things, Mr. and Mrs. Conservative? Shut up on the gay marriage stuff. It's over. It's over, and I'll add on top of it, a little bit of cold water in your face as I walk away, uh, the other side's right on it. It should be over. If this is America, and you're a conservative, and you should be about individual rights, and it's a conservative position for gays to allow to be married in America. So get over it. Do we have any time for this concept that we were talking we about? We, uh, I realize we have so much audio, and we never get to a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. So I want to do like a word association type of thing where Jared just throws audio from the week at me, and I just say the first thing that comes to mind. Audio 
Carousel. Well, he said very nice things about me in the past. He's actually a, a different kind of a person than people think. He's a nice guy. I hope to run against him someday. He was talking about uh, Ted Cruz. Yes. Whether he has uh, the standing to be president. Okay, let me just say something about that. He was born in Canada. There's this weird thing. Now, his mom was an American, and you're considered an American citizen if your mom is American and you're born somewhere else. We have this strange thing in the Constitution that says naturalized American, and that has never been settled. Donald Trump is right about that. Now, most legal experts think Ted Cruz can be president and he can run for president. I'm thankful for the Democrat in Texas or whoever who filed this lawsuit. I hope it's expedited. Let's get it all the way up to the Supreme Court so that we know. The truth is, what is a naturalized American? We don't know yet. It's never been adjudicated. So it needs to be before Ted Cruz uh, goes on. But Ted Cruz ain't going nowhere if he keeps up with the New York values. You know what that means. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Everyone understands that the values in New York City are socially liberal or pro-abortion or pro-gay marriage. Oh, pro-gay marriage. Like the country, you mean? Uh, they, they nailed it on Saturday Night Live last night. They had one of these mock Republican debates. <laughs> and they kept pushing about New York values. The guy playing Ted Cruz says, look, if I could say liberal Jews, I would, but I can't. <laughs> because, you know, I hate this political correctness stuff. I hate Noam Chomsky. I hate looking into things. But when you say New York mentality or New York attitude, eh, it's not a far walk to know exactly what you're talking about. So Ted Cruz, bright guy, dropped the anti-gay thing. Republicans, wake up. Marco Rubio. Rubio could be your Kennedy. Do you realize this? I can see 42-year-old housewives voting for Marco Rubio. I can certainly see him taking a good portion of the Hispanic vote. Will you wake up and get over the gang of eight? Republicans and conservatives hold grudges for too long. You have to have an open mind. Who can become president? Marco Rubio has a good shot at becoming president if you make him your nominee. That being said, I haven't decided on who I like yet. All right, when we return, Autumn Fisher and some stories in a segment we like to call WTF. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in this week's Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution, we'll see a story with an examination of the governor's billion-dollar plan to build toll roads to ease your commute. If it's Sunday... It's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hester. That's English Nick. That's Jared Yamamoto. And now it's time for her own segment called... What the... What the... What the... Seriously, what the... WTF. With Autumn Fisher. So, Autumn, I'm aware of the fact that after I called this WTF, mm-hmm. and then I realized, isn't that like the name of a big podcast? It's called WTF. Yes, And it then is. I started looking at all of the... Uh, like, Yahoo has a WTF segment. So, it's not the most original named segment, but I like it. So give me some WTF stories. Sure. So uh, Bernie Sanders is in a 19-point lead over Hillary Clinton um, amongst Democratic and independent women in 18 to 34 age range. So millennial women like Bernie Sanders. That's right. And he's what, 137? 174, <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, let's bring in our millennial correspondent. I call her Melanie, the millennial blogger. Perhaps she can, Hi guys. Expo- <laughs> can I explain to me why you, uh, why do you dig over Hillary? You could be the first female president. Ugh, Hillary's just like so boring. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. She's always wearing the same stuff, and it's just boring to look at. But listen, Bernie is like going to give us all free college, and I just think that that makes sense. Why? Because like college is really expensive. Mm-hmm. And like think about how many like, people make billions of dollars yeah it just doesn't make sense that like they wouldn't help someone out so they should be forced to help someone out no they should just like want to do it and like if they have all that money then uh they should just like give it to someone because who needs it Uh, so if you had a billion dollars you would put a bunch of people through school yourself i would like maybe go out and get my nails done Mm -hmm. and then like i would see what i have left 
And then you would help I would people. I like this awesome party, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. My friend makes this amazing punch. Uh-huh. You put it in, like, an empty cooler, and yes. you slice a bunch of fruit in it. And then you put, like, um, cl- what's that clear? It's not, like, moonshine, but it's, like, something else. Uh, Everclear. Everclear. Thanks, J-Rad. I, I could count on you. <laughs> Millennial power. But, yeah, you, like, slice up fruit and rum in, like, Everclear, and then you get, like, super wasted. But it's so much fun. And then after that, after the hangover, you would help people go to school. Yeah, I mean, school's important, but and it just like if you want to go to college, which everybody should want to, mm-hmm. it's like if it's so expensive, I don't understand why someone who had money wouldn't just like give you some money. Why would you be attracted to Bernie Sanders given that he's he's an old white guy? You know, he's kind of old. I don't I don't get the attraction. He's like kind of reminds me of like a fun grandpa. Oh, okay. I feel like my grandpa would help me out, and I feel like he he could be like the America's grandpa. So like he's a he's cuddly to you. Yeah, I feel like um if he was wearing like a sweater, I could definitely <laughs> nuzzle up and he could like read me the constitution or something. Okay. Well, thank you, Mel- Melanie, the millennial blogger. You're welcome. Uh, Check out my blog, coolkids.wordpress.org.com. <laughs> we will be certainly. I'll make a beeline. <laughs> See that. Uh, can Autumn give me another WTF story? Oh, here I am. I'm back. This is my register. This is my normal register. Yeah, I can hear that's Autumn. Definitely. That's yep. her voice print. <laughs> oh, did you want to do the turkey or Tom Brady? Uh, let's, do, let's do the turkey first. It's annoying. Oh, man. So so you know how people are bringing, like, support animals onto airplanes? Now, this started. Hold on. Now, there's there's legitimate thing. Like, blind Here. people have to have a seeing eye dog. There's uh-huh. no, right. Nobody complains that there's a seeing eye dog, I mean, you know, because the, the person's blind. But, so now but, people are sort of gaming the system, and someone yeah. uh, took a Delta flight and uh, brought a turkey as their emotional support animal. Are they like com- comfort animals or something? Yeah, emotional right? support. Emotional support. Is this a performance art piece? Have we seen this person? Are they doing it? Like, this could be a conservative trying to make a point or something. There's it no- could be a lot of things because yeah. it really, it could be someone, let's just say, maybe it's legit. It could be someone who's doing performance art or it could be someone who just like needs to transport a turkey to a different state and it costs way too much to transport a live animal. So if you make it a support animal, then it's what free. What the heck would be so special about one turkey? They're all the same. <laughs> They're the dumbest animals who have ever lived. Turkeys will look up into the rain and drown because they're not smart enough to stop looking up when it's <laughs> raining. I mean, they're the dumbest animals. How they could be comforting to anyone. But I, I, I did read this story, and it, the, the turkey got its own seat yeah. on the plane. Yeah. You used to work with uh, What have Trust you seen? Me, I've seen some weird stuff. I've seen people bring snakes on the plane as emotional support animals. I've seen people bring a guinea pig. I saw a little girl bring a guinea pig okay, if carrying girl, it. Okay, if it's a little girl and she's carrying a guinea pig, I might not want that next to me, but that guinea pig is going to be in her seat. She's not going to have its but, own seat. But to have a, a snake have its own seat? I mean, give me a break. And, like, like there's, there's absolutely no emotional support that you need from that snake. If you have a real handicap and there's an animal that helps you negotiate mm. the world, right. that's legitimate. If you need an emotional, what's it called again? A, emotional a, support animal. If you need that, you are seriously messed up in the head. I'm sorry. If you you can't relate to people, you know what my emotional support are? Human beings. Every one of them. Some men, some women, some in my nuclear family, <laughs> some just friends. These are my emotional support animals. They're called <laughs> friends. They're people. And if you can, can they fly for free if I if I choose a person as my support animal? No, they cannot. <laughs> no, but they she's buying the seat for it. So that actually no, that's two that tickets. No, seat got given for free because that turkey was what? an emotional support animal. And there was another video of they put the turkey on a wheelchair and wheeled it through the... That's why I'm wondering if it's performance art. I mean, this is absurd. Did the turkey have to like wear a seatbelt and stuff? How does that work? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Safety first. Turkey was the only one paying attention during the safety tips.
That's looking really up, awesome. looking up at the screen. How about that? When they have to go up there and do the safety tips, and you just be ignored, flight after flight. Yep. You no, know, maybe you'll get lucky, and there's a nine-year-old who's flying for the first time who's paying attention. You gotta stand up there. I miss like the days when I was doing stand-up comedy. Must feel the same way. There's been some viral <laughs> videos of attendants lately who do something funny to make oh, themselves stand out. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, you would. <laughs> I, I, love I it. absolutely hate that. Hey, we're gonna sing this. Thing. Shut up. Leave me alone. It's when, like I'm on a plane. I don't want to have fun. I, you're the fastest way to get from here to there. That's it. Just get me there. I'm a satisfied customer. I don't need to have a good. You know what? I don't need a meal. This. I don't need a meal. <laughs> we're gonna. We're going to. We're, it's a two and a half hour flight. I don't need a meal. I don't eat every two hours. What is wrong with people? Just put all the money and the effort in the plane, getting there on time, and I'm happy. When they have, I can't stand it when you have the the uh, the steward or stewardess who's like, "Hey, how are we today?" And they're doing like a stand-up routine, and then everybody clap, and then I'm the idiot because I'm not clapping because I'm. It's like when you get the waiter or waitress at a theme restaurant. I am a pirate. Like, just get me a burger. Leave me alone. Don't make me part of the uh, the floor show. Thank you. I, I, this is not interaction. I don't want to. I don't like this. There Stop is, it. There is an airline. It's doing these cheap flights to London now, starting in the summer for two hundred bucks, and there's no food. There's yes. none of the flair. It's just, it's just you get on the plane and you in. go. You know what? Pick up some McDonald's on the way yeah. in. There's plenty of food on the way in. A turkey sandwich, maybe. Uh, perhaps, yeah. and they'll get its own seat. This is my comfort <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be getting a little bit weirder and weirder because before, I mean, originally, right? It was like you said for a seeing eye dog or something, and yeah. now it's for my just my pet that I want to bring with me, and now. It's snakes and turkeys. Uh, you know, and I don't just, think that anything that should be allowed, anything that can't, that isn't trained, should be a support. Let's just say this, man. It is such a good thing that John Wayne is not alive. He didn't have to see this. He didn't have to see this America where people needed emotional support for animal from animals. Like people were people. They were strong. Things are tough all over, but I can handle it. What happened to that America? If you have an emotional comfort animal. I never want to meet you or have a conversation that lasts more than 10 seconds with you. You've got to be kidding me. Life is hard. Deal with it. Deal with it without an emotional comfort animal because I can't talk to human beings because they, they just don't, they don't relate to me. You want to know why? Because you're a weirdo. Let's get one more WTF in here. Sure. So Tom Brady says he's never had coffee. Tom Brady. That's the secret. Let me tell you something. Tom Brady, who is the greatest athlete since Michael Jordan, which makes him one of the two greatest athletes of all time, in my opinion, did it again yesterday. Kansas City Chiefs are a better football team. They go to New England, and Tom Brady figures out a way to win. Mm. This guy is such a winner, and he's got such a chip on his shoulder. And can you imagine if he gets to the Super Bowl and wins it again, not only at that point will he have won more Super Bowls than any other quarterback, the year started with the commissioner of – National Football League suspending him for four games. He takes the commissioner to court. Everybody's thinking, well, maybe they'll cut it down to two games or one. No, nothing. He <laughs> slam dunk crushes the commissioner. And if he, I know that he's this kind of competitor, he not only wants to win the Super Bowl, he wants to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. And no one in the history of history has been that kind of winner. I will win on the field. I'll beat the hell out of the commissioner. And if he didn't drink coffee, he's doing something right. I had an argument with my wife last night because he has an extreme diet. Tom Brady eats no sugar, none. And my wife is like, oh, it's just genetics. And I'm like, you got to be crazy. This guy knows something. He knows something that we don't know. He's playing. He's 37 years old, I think. He's playing like he's 27. We've never seen anything like this before. And if that guy's got a certain kind of diet, if I wasn't already 51 and too late for me. If he's you're in, 38. He's 38 years old. He's playing like he's 28. He's the same age as Peyton. I mean, look at what's happening with Peyton. Falling so, apart. Whatever is happening with this guy's extreme diet, if I was in my 20s, I'd figure out what that was and I would be on it because this dude is remarkable. The that's, fact I, that's fine that he has an extreme diet now when he's in the 
you know, the prime of his No, he's always had Apparently he's had it for the last 20 years. He's never drank coffee. Let me tell you what Tom Brady thinks. Tom Brady was saying uh, about, like, Frosted Flakes and stuff like that. He doesn't feed that to his kids. And this was his comment. You're poisoning your children. That's mm. the way he looks at the world. Because the thing with sugar is, the more you have of it, the more you want of it. And that's what Tom Brady doesn't have in his diet. Caffeine, he doesn't have things so that his body will just want it because it's addicted to it. He eats for nutritional purposes only. That may be pretty boring, and <laughs> chocolate ice cream may be gratification in the moment, but this guy has been to six Super Bowls, he's won four of them, and he's playing like he's 28 when he's 38. That's a good advertisement for delayed gratification. The dude's doing something right, and... All the hating should stop on this guy. He is an unbelievable athlete. All right, and now I'm sure I'm the first one to ever say that. That's why you tune in to the Von Hessler Doctrine <laughs> to hear such outrageous things like that. Tom Brady is a great athlete. You heard it here first. From a Bills fan, too. From a Bills fan. The guy's been shoving it in our face for a decade. But look, I can't act like somebody isn't great when they are. He doesn't need a turkey on a plane. He has yeah, his no. emotional support comfort, four Lombardi trophies. <laughs> and they should get their own seat, all four of them. All right, we'll try to shove a couple WTF stories down your throat when we return. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 49, and if he predicts it, I believe it, because he's Kirk Mellish. That translates to a four on your Mellish meter. This weather report is brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Welcome back. I'm your host, Eric Von Hessler. That's English Nick. That's Jared Yamamoto. And I believe Autumn Fisher has uh, one more WTF story for us. I do. So uh, some Wisconsin high school students have been banned from chanting certain phrases like scoreboard and airball. Yeah, now I, I love when because Autumn... they're being offensive and disrespectful. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I guess it, uh, it, it depresses the students who aren't playing well, right? It gets, it's, it's, it's not seen as offensive so much as it's seen as taunting yeah. and bad sportsmanship, yeah. I guess. When uh, you yell, we can't hear you, that is really offensive. Yes, yes. So airball, I love when, when Autumn does sports stories because she does not watch sports. Autumn, what's an, I know what an airball is. What is an airball? It's when someone shoots the ball and it doesn't do anything. It okay, just goes just right the, in front of the net. There you go. It does, what, what, hold on, what? It, it does what? goes right in front of the it, net. Okay, I thought you said through the net. No, you're right. So it is taunting. That's nothing but net. It's been around forever. Now, look, Eric Von Hessler, I believe in good sportsmanship. I don't like, uh, if, if anybody watched the Arizona-Green Bay game last night, mm. I didn't like uh, the, the uh, I think he's a safety, whatever, the backfield, uh, um, uh, Peterson for the Cardinals. He gets a pick six, which there was a, there was a flag on the play and he ended up not, not scoring. But as he went in to score, he was pointing to the other team and taunting them for 10 yards before he went in. And I was so glad that there was a penalty on the play and it didn't go in. I was like yelling at that guy. I believe in sportsmanship. I don't, I, there's a difference. Listen, people, UGA fans, everybody, this is the proper way that it goes. You celebrate your team's victory. You don't celebrate that the other team lost. That's the line for me. I do believe in sportsmanship. I, I am so extreme that if I was the coach of the team, I would have pulled maybe one of my best players and made him sit for three plays because of that. I just think that if you're a Cardinal, I think you don't want to be known for that. Taunting has to be completely taken out of the game. It's not legitimate. Put your head down. Win. 
celebrate your victory. You don't celebrate your opponent's loss. So I believe in that. But this is ridiculous. The idea of air ball. Listen, the kid on the court who threw the air ball, who has to deal with the chance, if he's a basketball fan, at some point has been in the stands and yelled (laughs) air ball to somebody else. It's a fun part of the game. And this is, again, hurting people's feelings. I'm so glad John Wayne didn't have to live to see this, where people can't handle a little air ball when you miss the damn thing. What's wrong with this country? We are going soft. That's why we're going to get Donald Trump, the worst president of all time, because we're so politically correct that we'll do anything to get out of it, even put a madman in the White House. (laughs) This is how oppressive political correctness is becoming. All right, we don't have time for more audio, uh, what are we calling that? Audio carousel. Audio carousel. (laughs) We'll do a little bit more of that later. But you know what? It's been another week, which means people are being outraged all over the planet. So we'll get to those stories. Outrage Corner with English Nick coming up. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. There's Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.